everybody. Welcome to Coach's Corner. Sometimes I like to bring people on my show that are my friends that I just think are super cool because sometimes it's the people that don't have like massive followings and massive books and all the things that have just great stories and great information. And I was talking to my friend Brooke about a month ago and we were just talking about her business and she's just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe my side hustle became my main hustle. And now Jason, her husband is working in the business. And like, I never thought this would happen. And, and I said, yeah, you've got this multi-million dollar business now. How did you build it? And she said, I just built it on relationships. Honestly, like no tactics. I just built it on relationships and just being really good at what I do. And I said, oh my gosh, you need to come on the podcast and talk about this because I know there are so many of you out there who have ideas and who want to do your own businesses, but don't think you have a business mindset enough and don't think you're enough of an entrepreneur or don't think you have enough capital or whatever. And Brooke is such an inspiring story of by just doing something you love, doing something you're good at, being really good at it, and just building it on relationships. Like You don't need fancy capital. You don't need a big team. You don't need a lot of things that people think you need to create a very successful, thriving business. So that's one of the things we talk about. Her particular business is called Saving Face, and they do a lot of aesthetics and hormone replacement and wellness. And so we actually get into conversations about Botox, filler, hormones, marriage, long COVID. Like there's so much we talk about in this call. I think you're really going to enjoy it. But most of all, I really want you to get that the way we think something needs to be done doesn't need to be done that way. Moreover, I want you to think about like what stories are you listening to about your life, about why you can't do something you want to do, you know, because you don't have a amount of money, because you're too old, because you're this, because you're that. And I hope that this conversation inspires you to just stop it, to stop listening to the BS stories and go after what you love. Let me tell you a little bit more about Brooke. She is the owner of Saving Face in Austin. Her specialty is relationships and keeping clients looking natural and the best version of themselves. She's organically grown into two locations, becoming the most sought after feel good destination. She has extensive background and training from world renowned plastic surgeons and experts in the field of aesthetics. She was named top injector in the U.S. in 2018. She's a national trainer for Allergan. She was named top 100 injector in the U.S. in 2018. She's a national trainer for Allergan and she serves on the advisory boards for Allergan and Revance. Brooke is a true entrepreneur who wears many hats. She's mama to two beautiful kids. She created Post Love Skincare and will soon be launching Saving Face Academy. There's so much growth for Saving Face in the future and Brooke is quite certain that goodness will bring about more goodness. Before we dive in, I want to thank my sponsor. You know him, you love him probably as much as I do, Organifi. I love all their products. I love how they make nutrition easy and accessible and with a discount that my audience gets also affordable. Today, I want to talk to you about their product immunity. Keeping our immunity up is definitely a round the year job. Always doing something to really just help our immune system because we're always fighting off something. That's the purpose of an immune system. So Organifi Immunity gives your body the protection it needs with nature's daily immune support. It contains clinically tested glucans and is rich in vitamin C to bolster a really healthy immune response. It is 100% USDA organic, which is a big deal. Organically, clinically researched all the ingredients. It bolsters immune response for everyday support. It's antiviral, antifungal, antibacterial support. It contains 500% of your daily vitamin C and food-based sources of zinc. I love this product. I put it in my water. 
and it's a lot easier than taking a bunch of different supplements and it tastes really great. So if you haven't checked it out yet, check out Organifi Immunity. You get 20% off all your Organifi products when you go to Organifi.com slash over it or use promo code over it and check out. Again, that's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash over it or use over it as the promo code at checkout. Before we dive in, I want to thank a new sponsor of the show, which I'm super excited about because I love water. Water is my favorite beverage in the world. <laughs> and I love this water filter. It's Aqua True. Maybe you've heard of it, but Aqua True purifies water using a four-stage reverse osmosis process. So their countertop purifiers work with no installation and no plumbing and removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters. So I'm sure you probably know drinking water is really important and maybe you don't have the money or the bandwidth or just don't really want a whole filtration system in your house and you don't want something that's super hard to assemble. AquaTrue is a great solution. They have water purifiers to fit every type of home from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher capacity under the sink options. If you're up for that, they even have a Wi-Fi connected purifier and mineral boost options. It's proprietary purification technologies, independently tested and certified to NSF standards to remove over 80% of the most harmful contaminants, including chloride, fluoride, arsenic, PFASs, known as the forever chemical nitrates, and many more. So this is even more important to me now because Athena drinks water and I want to make sure I am giving her the best quality water that I possibly can. The other thing I love is the filters are affordable and long lasting, no changing filters every two to three months. They last for six months to two years. Best of all, the water tastes fantastic. I love this water. I can truly taste the difference compared to other water, even my previous filtered water. The other thing I love about AquaTrue is it comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. So my listeners are going to receive 20% off, 20% off, which is a good deal. Any AquaTrue filter, just go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter over it at checkout. So it's AquaTrue, but no E at the end of true. A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter over it at checkout and get 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Again, AquaTrue.com, use promo code over it. Before we dive into my conversation with Brooke, one of the things we do talk about on this episode, because it's her business, is Botox and filler. I have no strong opinions on Botox or filler. Either way, I'm sure there's some people that just love it, and some people think it's toxic and terrible. And what I've learned, especially as I've gotten older, is that everybody's entitled to their own opinion, their own research, whatever they think. If you want to do something that makes you feel really good and that involves some kind of aesthetics, whether it be Botox or plastic surgery, if you're coming from a place of whatever you come from, I have no judgment. (laughs) I really don't. And if you are all natural, then that's amazing too. I think that honestly, what is the most detrimental to our health is stress. And judgment, judging ourselves, judging others, being super stressed out about something, it it just creates more stress. You know, I remember when I was trying to be a vegan, it was stressful because I just couldn't figure out what to eat. I was so regimented with everything and I wasn't healthy, even though maybe what I was eating was healthy because I was so hypervigilant about where I sourced my food and all kinds of things. 
the stress I was creating was not worth it. So my message to you in saying this is whatever floats your boat, whatever really makes you feel like you. Well, first of all, you don't need my support, but I support it. And I love that we can have conversations about doing things that make us feel better about ourselves, whatever that may be. And you've listened to the show for a while, you know that I never believe that anything external can fix the internal, but sometimes our external doesn't reflect our internal and we want it to a little bit more. And so if you choose to do something aesthetically, beautiful. And if you don't, beautiful. Either way, you're beautiful. Even men, you're beautiful. (laughs) Everybody is. I truly believe that. I love humans. All right, everybody. Now on to my conversation with Brooke Nicole. Brooke, welcome to the show. Thanks for being with me today. Oh my God. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Well, we have someone very special in common and people that have been listening to my show will know who that person is once you say her name. So when we met, who did we discover that we have in common? Oh, sweet Mona Miller. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and how did we even figure oh. that out? Well, I I remember very clearly, I was asking you how you got into coaching. And then you gave me the background and the history around, you know, having it all uh, at a very young age and it not being enough, right? And so then you met this amazing woman. Mm-hmm. And then just the way that you talked about her, I immediately thought to myself, this sounds like Mona. And then when I said, you know, well, who is she? And you said, well, she passed away. And I think I finished your sentence and I was like, it's Mona Miller. And you're like, <laughs> yes, how did you know her? You know? But I named my daughter after her. Like that's how important and how much she like helped me and like changed my life. Like what an impact, you know? Yeah. Such an impact. And she continues to impact us. I mean, it's been, my gosh, close to what's well, been well over 10 years since she passed and I, she lived on through all of us. And I, those of us that were lucky to work with her one-on-one, I mean, I was lucky to have her for oh, well over a decade. Um, we just I know. Well, will never forget. Well, you're like the gift. Yeah. You're, you're, I feel like her gift to me because I didn't, I wasn't able to work with her that long at all. And then when I met you and started listening to your podcast, I could hear so much of her mm-hmm. in you. And it just, it almost just couldn't bring me to tears thinking about yeah how amazing it is that I found you. Oh, likewise, yeah. likewise. Mona has yeah. an amazing way of bringing us all together. She she really does. Well, and I, there was many reasons I wanted to bring you on the show. I just love and adore you. That's number one. And I think you're just full of so much wisdom and it's always the, the wisest people that don't know how wise they are. And I love that. <laughs> I love Aww. bringing on people that I'm just so like, nice. you're so brilliant. I want to share your knowledge with people. But you oh. you built a business that I think kind of surprised you in terms of how fast it's grown. And I'd, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about your entrepreneurial story and how you went from, you know, being an RN to having a very, very, very successful business today. Let's see. I started off as an ICU nurse and I graduated in Jackson, Mississippi, and then moved to California as a travel nurse. And so uh, about five years after working in the ICU, I met uh, a plastic surgeon. Actually, I met some friends out at a party and they were like, you should come work with Garth Fisher. Like we don't work holidays and weekends and, mm. you know, we just all have so much fun. And I was like, well, I've never done plastic surgery before, but, 
I'll try it. And I'm sure yeah. after being so in ICU, started... that, that sounded like kind of a relief because I imagine ICU is pretty intense. Yes, yes. It was like a, a walk in the park. Well, you go from something, so much trauma to elective surgery, right? Yeah. So I was like, okay. And so I started working with him. And in 2007, he said, do you want to go learn how to do Botox and get some CME credits? And I was like, oh, I will never do Botox. I will never work with women who do Botox. And I, clearly I was judgy and like all natural, but I was like, but I really need those CME credits. So I'll go with you. And when I went with him, we went to um, Dr. Fitzgerald's office in Larchmont and I was 27 years old at the time. And she used me um, as, as the face to, to teach on. And she started talking about the upper third and her lower third and her fists across the face and the white roll around her mouth. And it turned into an art for me. And it was like my right brain exploded. And I was like, wow, as long as I take pictures of these crazy women, then they can't blame me for something that was already there. So <laughs> I started, that started my career in injectables and um, it was right when Juvederm was FDA approved. And so I just I got to go to every training and every event and because I worked with Garth Fisher, who was a pretty well-known surgeon out there. And then two years later, I said, Garth, I cannot sit in your OR anymore. I'm so bored. And he said, well, if you're going to inject, come inject for me. So I started injecting and then I met my husband and he lived in Austin, Texas. And so in 2012, I moved here um, to Austin. I'm in Austin now. And then in 2013, he and all of my angels kind of encouraged me to start saving face. Mm -hmm. And so I created saving face out of like a one bedroom tree house in <laughs> downtown Austin mm -hmm. by word of mouth. It was really all organic kind of word of mouth. And now, and now I'll describe <laughs> where it is <laughs> because it's definitely gone beyond a tree house. So, and, and Christine, it's so interesting. And I've talked to you a little bit in depth about it, but you know, this to me was like my side hustle, right? Mm -hmm. I had married this man who had this career who I thought, oh, he's going to be the financial breadwinner and I'm just going to have a little spending money, right? So I never imagined it to grow to, I think we're almost to 24 employees now with two locations working on our third location. And um, we have a whole wellness side, which is just beautiful. But um, it has definitely evolved and grown and multiplied far beyond what I had ever imagined it, it could be. In just 10 years, which isn't that long of a time, seriously. Yeah, 10 years. And so I want to talk about that a little bit. I want to talk about a, how when a side hustle becomes a main hustle and, and like, how did your husband support that? Is he still doing his job anymore? Did you, did you go through mm. any push up any against any edges of like, wow, this is cause you have two kids as well. And yeah. how did you balance all that? I mean, cause like, like I said earlier, I think it sort of surprised you how, how quickly it accelerated. Yes, for sure. Okay. That was a loaded question. And yes, I, it, I, love, uh, I like to ask eight <laughs> questions in one question. It's so unfair to my guests. <laughs> no, but I, I follow you. And I think this is really important because it has been very, very hard for me and for our marriage. So what happened was he had, he was just getting sick a lot. He had um, Borrelia and mold toxicity mm. and it almost played out like Lyme disease. So he was, um, just every month he would just have a crash and he would be out, you know, for several days. And um, 
finally, I thought to myself, well, you can go and change all these small diet things, but as long as you're working in a stressful environment, you're never going to get well. So I actually encouraged him to leave his construction career and just take a couple of years to get himself well. And we had an, his dad passed unexpectedly. And I think that had a lot to do with, with the illnesses all um, Mm. kind of coming to a head. And so I encouraged him to quit, but then I also was like, but in two years, you'll go back and work for them or for the competitor so that it doesn't affect our roles in our marriage. You're right. Because I knew this could have red flags all over it because of how much respect I had for him in the breadwinning role. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so um, two years came and he was kind of just getting his footing on his illnesses and, and his wellness journey. And so I was like, okay, well, two more years, right? And then saving face just kept taking off and growing and growing and growing. And it was really, really hard. I had to, I'm unlearning my programming from having a stay-at-home mom and a mm-hmm. breadwinning father, right? So what the gender roles are in a marriage, it's been very hard for me to like unravel that and yeah. be okay with what that looks now. Now for Jason, he was raised by a single mom who worked all the time to support them and got her PhD on her own. Like, so he has always been okay in the supporting role. And he tells me, Brooke, you be as big as you want to be. And I've got you like, I'm okay with it. And so for him, it has not been the same, you know, unraveling, of say, programming. unraveling. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Unraveling. I was not going to say battle, but at times it's felt that way. But yeah, no, he's been very supportive. And just this year when we bought our second location, actually last year, June, he, I, you know, a lot of therapy have have come to the point where I'm like, I need you. Like he has, like now it's, he's with me full time. So he, mm-hmm. he's part of the business and he, and he is does the back end, all of the things that I don't want to do and allows me to just do the art and, and be the brand. Right. And, and it's been a beautiful partnership and it gets better as I let go of, mm-hmm. um, of my programming that's no longer serving me. Right. Mm-hmm. How did you, yeah. And I, I can relate to that too. Cause I grew up in that, that kind of dynamic and, and traditional, more traditional, I guess you can put that in quotes, gender roles. Yeah. yeah and exactly. it's been, um, definitely a struggle for me because I love what I do so much and, uh, I love my daughter so much too. And it's been a conflict, you know, before Athena came, it was like, Oh, I just work and I love my work and I balance out. There's plenty of time for my marriage and everything else in that because I'm married to someone who definitely has that more go get him, couldn't be a stay-at-home dad kind of guy. And so that's been an interesting thing for us in that like neither one of us really wants that more traditional stay-at-home role. However, I find myself more naturally in that role because I just really want to be with her. So I think that there's just what I have learned and again, I'm only a year into the parenting journey, so I'm so fresher, farther along than I am, is that you have to find your own way. There's no right way that you can model after someone else. You really have to find out what works for your marriage, what works for your personality and what works for your children. And a hundred percent. Yeah. So do you have any insight for, for people, especially maybe we can just say for women who may find themselves in your shoes of 
having something that they, that's growing, that they really want to do, or maybe it's not even growing yet. It's just, they really want to do it, but they also have a family and they also have a husband and perhaps they have a husband who isn't their biggest cheerleader. So I do, I I feel that, like you said, it it is a struggle because I do love working and I would not thrive as a stay-at-home mom. Like just because that was right for my mother that doesn't mean it was right for me. And so part of me, I put so much value in myself as being half of Brenda Barlow because she was just like the Betty Crocker of the South, you know, mm-hmm. like an incredible mother and role model in that role. But for me, I was like, I can't do it. And then there was a lot of guilt around yeah. like, oh my gosh, what's Jason going to think of me if I'm not cooking dinners every night? And what are mm-hmm. my kids going to think of me if if I'm not cooking every night and I'm not at every school event or I'm not, you know, the PTA mom and the classroom mom, like that, that guilt is real, you know, and it's been a lot to, to understand that. But having the supportive husband tell me, I didn't marry you. I didn't marry Brenda Barlow. I married Brooke Mm -hmm. and I don't need you to cook for me. I only eat for fuel. Like I don't need it to be a gourmet (laughs) spread. I'm like, okay, great. Um, But it's just, it's still hard, you know, being being raised and having to turn around and, Mm -hmm. and find your own way and make it good. And I think also too, knowing like, what are my kids going to think about their working mom? Because I knew what I thought about my mom being a stay at home mom, but how are they going to perceive me? And so for me, it's, it's quality over quantity. When mm-hmm. I am home and when I am with them, I am with them. Like it is not, I don't know where my phone is. I am not checking emails. I am fully present and engaged with, with my children, even though I'm the one traveling, right? I'm the one away more than Jason. And, mm-hmm. and Jason is the primary parent because I, I will be in appointments. And if the kid's sick, they can't get in touch with me. He's the one available to go pick them up. Mm-hmm. So um, it's just been, it's been really interesting. Um, but I think it's choosing because honestly, we have to be happy with ourselves so that we can be that parent, that the best parent to them and the best wives to them. So if I were to have given up my career to just be, not just because that is a harder role than a career, yeah. but to be a stay at home mom, then I wouldn't be happy and I would, wouldn't be as present. And I don't think I would be as, um, I don't know, as a good mom, as I am being who I am, you know, true to myself and also present with my kids. I know you said that Jason's happy in that more supportive role, but has it ever been, has that ever been a tough dynamic for you guys? Like you Mm. and more of that, more, we could say, I hate using masculine in this situation, but more in that (laughs) role that he used to be in, right? And then him being more the primary parent, or has that just been something y'all have slipped into pretty easily? No, it's been really, really hard. And we both got COVID um, 2021 that turned into long haul COVID. And Mm -hmm. for me, it was long haul. And I, three months later, found myself in like a pretty, pretty deep depression. And it all, like everything that I had suppressed to try to like, I don't know, just to avoid conflict really. And to try to be like, oh, you're better than that. It's okay. It's okay. Just, it was like, it all came to a head and Mm -hmm. it was a really, really hard time in our marriage. And I will tell you, it was a reset. We had to hit a reset. It was going to be that time. I I love this. I've been told in I've been told before that you'll be married three times in your Mm -hmm. life and it's up to you if that's with the same person or with three different men. 
right? Mm-hmm. So I'm on marriage too mm-hmm. <laughs> with the same man. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it has not been easy because I'm a Leo and I am a leader and I know that, but I know that if I become that masculine role, I will get bored and I will want the man to lead me, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why it was really important that, you know, I had that respect for him and that it's also very important that when we get home, I can turn it off. Like yeah. I have to turn it off and get out of my thinking mode. You know, the whole, you know, I think, what do you think? It has to come back to, I feel, what do you think? And mm-hmm. what can we do to make it better? So I'm very aware of how to communicate around keeping myself in the yin, but it's also not been very easy. No, it's it's not easy at all. And now that we work together and I am an entrepreneur at heart, so it's hard for me to even have an off switch. <laughs> so yeah. I have to really focus on not talking work in bed, like keeping our, our bed sacred as mm-hmm. to our romance, because if it becomes, I think, what do you think? I think, what do you think? we become stagnant and then there's no romance. There's no, mm. you know, growth and, and movement forward. So it's been hard, really, really hard, but we have a beautiful Modus Nine as our executive coaches and they're a husband and wife, mm. and they have really come in and have helped us kind of clean this up and, and helped us like work on where we're, where our strengths are and where our weaknesses are so that we don't run over each other and that mm. we don't run into a lot of conflict. Like, because I'm still feeling like this is my baby and I want him to always agree with what I want to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when he, and when he doesn't agree, I'm like, Oh, you know, okay, well, you know, it's very, I have to you know, take a step back and take a breath and give respect and, you know, listen to his input, you know, but yeah, it's been, it's been tough, but it's getting better. <laughs> Oh, it is tough. And I know those rock bottom moments, like that's, that's one of my specialties, this expectation hangover, you know, that moment of, and sometimes it just, it takes that because we just get so entrenched in our patterns and and things like that. And I'm sorry, y'all had to go through that. I mean, a health, a health hangover is one of the toughest ones because you're trying to navigate mentally and emotionally and, and your body isn't cooperating. So that can be very, very intense Mm. to have that element thrown in. But like you said, it it was needed to get to this next ne- next place. So thank you for sharing all I that. Agree. I know a lot of people can can relate to that. And marriage is difficult. I mean, I, I parenting is difficult. Like I'm not going to be one of those yeah. people that is like, no, it's it's amazing and it's just rainbows and unicorns all the time. It's beautiful no. and it's amazing. And I feel so blessed to have a husband and have a beautiful, healthy child. I feel so 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 blessed. And both can exist at the same time. You can feel really blessed and super grateful and be really honest about the challenges that come with it as well. Same with entrepreneurship. Like people, a lot of times people think, oh my gosh, it must be so great to have your own business and do what you love. It is. And there are challenges (laughs) at times. So I'm curious because you said you're entrepreneurial at heart, but you went to school and became a registered nurse. So why'd you become a nurse? And Correct. when did you exactly discover that you were an entrepreneur? Okay. So I, uh, my grandfather and my grandmother owned um, Barlow's Boats, which is a boat store in Brandon, Mississippi. And I believe it skips a generation, but from a very early age, I owned a gymnastic studio. So I partnered with another woman and this was like right in college. And so I was just paying rent and collecting checks and teaching little girls gymnastics and she would teach them ballet and then we would switch. And I just, I I was just 
turned, I, I don't know, I just knew that this lit me up. And I knew that I loved the business side of, of doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. And then it's almost like, there's always something more like there's always another idea. There's always another thing to do. And I don't know, like, I just, it doesn't turn off for me very easy because there's just always something I want to be growing or I want to be building. I already have my next three businesses. I, you know, that I want to launch, but I'm just focusing on, on this one. And my mom always thought you should go into journalism or you should go into sales or whatever. And, and with the nursing career, it was like, I knew I would always be needed that, you know, no computer would ever do what I could do. So there was job security there. Um, and I, I honestly, there was a little bit of just wanting to know behind the scenes of like what was going on with people. Mm. And, um, I, I was hitting the golf with a golf club in the head, had a depressed skull surgery, uh, depressed skull fracture Mm. when I was nine years old. And I was in the intensive care unit before they even had pediatric and adults separate. I was in this big ICU unit and I was just amazed at what all they were doing and what all was going on. I can remember having the neuro checks and like all of these things. And I think it just sparked me into, you know, being okay and wanting to go into healthcare. And then, um, yeah, so I never would have thought aesthetics, like that mm-hmm. was nowhere in my ballpark. I was like, wow, I thought maybe I'd get into nursing and then sell pharmaceuticals. Mm-hmm. Like that was more of my like, oh, well, I'll have the RN because then they'll hire me because I'm a nurse. And then I'll just work for, you know, pharma because that was huge back, you know, yeah. when I graduated in 2000. So, yeah, but, you know, God had other plans to never say never because mm-hmm. that's I, I ended up doing Botox and fillers all day long. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I want to go back to the entrepreneurial journey, but since we're on the Botox and filler question, let's talk about this a little bit because you said you were when you were, you know, in your 20s. You're like, oh, no, I never do that. And you were judgy and that's those kinds of things. What? changed your mind about it? And what do you think Mm -hmm. of people, not just women, but people choosing to do, you know, enhancements, whether it be Mm -hmm. Botox, filler, plastic surgery, whatever. I'd love your perspective on that. Well, yeah. So it's definitely has changed over the years. And what happened originally that I got out of my judgment was just realizing like there was an art to this. And I felt that I could really be good at it. And so I started working with women. And as I got into the field and started realizing that it's way more than, you know, skin deep, this is really therapy. Like my, you know, we were talking about relationships earlier, but like, it's about, um, I think Botox and fillers are the vehicle that get me to the patient in the chair, because there's always something more. There's always a why behind you know, why they're there or why they're in front of me particularly. Um, So I think that if you're, I love the idea of aging gracefully and I'm not trying to change anyone's, you know, the way they look. I really just want to maintain their own natural beauty. But if your insides don't match your outsides and you're all of a sudden seeing your mama in the mirror and it's not feeling good to you, Mm -hmm. then why wouldn't you take advantage of some of the small tweaks that we can do, minimally invasive things that can help you feel better about yourself. Because as women, and this has been my motto from the day one, we have to look good, to feel good, to do good. And so I love being a part of that process to help women do this and not overdo it. I look, I still am 
judgy about bad work, <laughs> but, but I <laughs> or think too much work. Tell, yeah, like, and and I tell people you, you can't see good work, right? We just want to look good for our age, and we want to feel good so that we can look in the mirror, feel good about ourselves, and then go do good in the world. So, you know, of course, I'm a huge fan. I'm an advocate of having some anti aging routine and to help you feel good, right? Mm-hmm. And then I think it's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I do too. And I feel like whatever, again, if you're trying to, and we both learned this from Mona, if you're trying to fill a hole inside with anything on the outside, whether it be money or relationship or your looks or whatever, you're just going to keep trying to fill that hole. Nothing will ever, ever, ever work. Mm -hmm. But if you come into anything, whether it be Botox or having a chocolate souffle, if you come into it with the right attitude, it's going to have a different impact. I remember I read one study. I can't remember where I read it, but um, like the impact, two people ate a chocolate souffle or some crazy dessert. And one person went in with the intention of, my God, I love this. It's going to be so amazing. And my taste buds, it was like this beautiful, sensual experience and there was no guilt. And then the other person had a lot of like, you know, food guilt and you know, moment on the lips, lifetime on the hips, like that kind of programming. And so their relationship to it was like, this is good, but I'm going to pay for it. And they measured like their glucose levels and the impact, um, like on sleep and cortisol and all that. And they ate the same thing. And the person Mm. with the better intentions and the really healthy intentions had a different effect. Like the souffle didn't, wasn't as quote unquote damaging as the one who went in and ate it with all this guilt and, you know, kind of punishment thinking. And I can't remember where I read that, but it really stuck with me because that's true with anything. Your intention, your why, the way you approach it really, really impacts how it's going to impact you. So, and, and I think that's beautiful. And I've gone and seen you for my tune-ups and I'm so grateful Mm -hmm. for that because you just do, Mm -hmm. you know, but it wasn't just Botox and filler that happens at um, Saving Face. There's all kinds of amazing things that we can do. And you create this beautiful, it's, it's almost like therapy (laughs) in so many ways (laughs) because it's this beautiful space that's not, cause I remember I went in for a consult once with somebody else and I just left feeling like crap about myself because they're like, you need this and this and this and da 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 and premature aging here and da 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 And I was like, oh my God, I thought I looked okay. And I left and, and it was just devastating. And you just hold this beautiful space of, um, you know, how are you doing? And what do we want to do to make you feel more like you? And yeah. you have a, you have a tremendous gift for that. And I just want to acknowledge that because not many people, um, can do that, you know, and can really help an individual reconnect to their natural beauty. Cause I think we all have that no matter how old you are, no matter where you're from, no matter how much you weigh, it doesn't matter to me. We all have it. And it really shines through uh-huh. when we feel good about ourselves. And I, uh-huh. I know for me, like when I am well-rested and my hair looks decent and I put on something that makes me feel good, I just, I do do better that day. I do because I feel better and looks aren't everything, but feeling like we look like ourselves is, it helps. It really, really helps. It does. (laughs) Yeah, no, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I agree with you. And I do love the positive outcomes, like positive intention brings positive outcomes. And so I do think that going in and having the right intention and what we're really looking for and what we want 
is so important. And I think as a provider, that comes with really listening mm-hmm. to the patient, like really listening to what, why are you here? What is, what's bothering you? And then it's almost like I could channel your highest self. Like what, what, if I'm really present with you, right? It's, mm-hmm. you know, my motto every day is God be my hands and my eyes and let them see you and me. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like just by having that intention and I walk into my day, you know, anybody that comes in, we're already in, in that, you know, thin space, you know, it's just, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe that's a little too much, but uh, no, I do think it's not, that not for me. And I don't <laughs> think for a lot of my audience either. But listening to that patient and truly connecting to them and hearing what they want instead of me just having like a knowledge dump on you, like, oh, we can do this, 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 and this, and that's going to cost you $3,000, right? It's just like, hey, okay, maybe just need a little laser here or whatever, but if we can do this in steps and really meeting them where they are in this journey. Yeah. Yeah. I want to come back to, I'm going to skip around a little bit because I do want to ask you about, because not everybody can afford Botox, filler, laser, those types of things. So I do want to ask you about other things we can do. And, but I want to go back to the entrepreneurial part because there's a lot you had to learn on the go. You you don't have an MBA or any, you know, quote unquote business training. You just learned it all as you went. So for somebody that is starting out in a business that thinks that they need you know, training or a super fancy business coach, or they need to go back to get their MBA, what would you say to them? Mm. Well, I started saving face on a $5,000 loan from my husband. (laughs) (laughs) And I told him it was the best investment he's ever made. Um, So I would say, you know, it's like, you know, I, I, okay. I had the intention. I had the right people, the alignment of the people that showed up. Like my medical director happened to know the doctor I worked for in LA. So that worked out really nicely. I got a nice place. I rented a nice space. I am of the mentality of, you know, start small, build it organically. And as it comes, you just keep growing. And there's another, the other mental side would be throw a bunch of money at it and then they will come. And that's just not how I built um, saving face, but I know that you can do both ways. Another thing also, I didn't have to go back to school or anything, but I did join entrepreneur organization and I have an amazing group, um, my forum 21 that I meet with monthly because I wanted a masterminds type group Mm -hmm. of people who had gone to business school, who could help me grow this business. And that's just been of the last few years because it became the main hustle. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, there are, you know what I did? I took some UT business classes when I was starting saving face. And that was very helpful. It talked about setting up your EIN number, your tax, all, all mm-hmm. of the things that you needed to do to set up the business. And it was very, very helpful. I got to learn demographics of Austin. So where should I put my space? But it was really helpful. So there were things you could do without having to go back and get the big degrees. What's something you wish you would have known? 10 years ago that you know now about starting and running your own business? I would have replicated me sooner. Mm. (laughs) I realize now that, you know, as an entrepreneur and growing a business and scaling a business, you really have to work more on it than in it. Mm -hmm. And so I probably would have started replicating 
uh, skilled injectors sooner. However, I do believe in, in the, you know, there's divine timing and we're going to get there, but uh, that's probably what I would have done sooner. Yeah. When did you start training people? So I've been training people for a long time. That's kind of how I got started here as well, because I would train other offices. And then if they couldn't do the procedure, they would send me their like tear trough patients or something that was a little little bit more out of their scope. Um, But as far as hiring and training my own team, I hired Victoria Hunter and she has been with me for five years. Mm -hmm. So I was a one woman show um, with a beautiful um, admin. Natalie, she was with me um, first. After four years, I brought on my first employee and then we brought on the second injector um, five years ago. And now I have um, four injectors and um, a nurse practitioner to do the hormones and all of that fun stuff that we're doing at the wellness location. So for four years, it was just you and then you got an admin after that? Yes, ma'am. Wow. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot. It was a lot of work, but I, I loved it too. I loved working QuickBooks and putting in all the numbers and yeah. seeing the business grow and like being able to like, Ooh, now I'm going to buy, you know, a little bit more stock and I'm going to have that. Like, it was just, mm. it was so, it was so fun for me and it was very manageable because, yeah. I, and I also landed at a great time because Jason's friends were all 40 years old and just starting their, you know, Botox. And I came from LA. So I was kind of automatically the expert and I trained for Allergan. So Mm. they all felt comfortable. And so it just became this word of mouth. And I would help, I would give like referral, you know, bonus Botox if they sent me their friends and just Mm. started building it organically like that. And it was beautiful because I loved the group that I had and they just would build more of their friends and that would build more of their friends. And so it was just this, I just have the best clients and I'm so grateful, you know, it's such a blessing. Well, and going back to what we talked about earlier, like building a business on relationships and, and I should add by being really good at what you do. Those two Mm, things are super, super key. You know, you're, you're amazing with people. You can't build a referral business unless you're great with people too, because you can be good, but if Mm. people don't, especially with something as intimate as you know, you're working on my face. That's a big thing. Yeah. You know, maybe you can mm-hmm. be a tailor and not be that great with people, but just be really good at tailoring clothes. But right. to be working on someone's face, that you got to be got to be good with people. <laughs> so this is just so inspiring because again, it was a side hustle. It, yeah. you didn't have your, an employee until you're four years in. You did it all not through throwing a lot of money at it or fancy ads or anything like that. You did it all through just Mm-mm. doing it, being good at what you do and, and, you know, being you, which is, which is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what insecurities or self judgments have gotten in your way as, as a business owner? Mm. Well, <laughs> I think my biggest insecurity and, and self judgment would probably be that I didn't you know, go to a four-year college. Like I don't have a bachelor's degree. I have an associate's degree. I'm a registered nurse and I have some specialty licenses, but you know, it's just, that is my biggest insecurity was thinking, Oh, I don't have the credentials behind my name to run Mm. such a a big business. Right. And it's, it's such a, I don't know why it, it, it triggers me so much. It's so interesting that the second question out of everyone's mouth, when you meet them, besides what's your name is, where'd you go to school? And I'm like, oh, you know, and I went to a beautiful um, community college in 
Mississippi and I had a softball scholarship and I went straight into their nursing program. And then I just went straight to work. Jason will tell you, LA was my university. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah, and it was, it was, but it, that would probably be my biggest insecurity is that. And then, you know, I think as a business owner too, and what you were really trying to master is um, retaining good people, right? Like you, you want to bring them into a culture. You want to create a culture that they feel safe and they can show up as their whole selves and you want to keep them. Like, I, I want people to know your name every time you walk in saving face. I want them to be like, hey, Christine Brooks ready for you upstairs, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. I just want to create a really great business and I want to retain people. And there are sometimes that personalities, you know, get in that don't really, you know, match with my you know, leadership, um, Mm -hmm. tactics or or style. And so I think I could have some insecurities around just, you know, being, um, the right fit for everyone sometimes, but, but those are probably my biggest. How would you describe your leadership style? Well, um, if you know Enneagrams, I'm a seven Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I'm also a yellow, um, on another personality insights, but I, you know, I'm more of a roundabout than a red light. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I love that. And I would think most people would because there's a lot of freedom in that. Like there's a lot of conscious decisions. I lead by my heart, right? Like, does it feel right? I am not a policy protocol procedure. You know, this is how it is. And it's only this way. I'm like, if there is a better way, let's have a conversation and adjust and tweak right? So I think there's some people who are very um, regimen. They need more structure and I am more um, just lax and, and um, more heart-led than mm, that. Mm, mm, I love that. I'm sure a lot of people adore working for you and with you. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's a lot of fun. We do have a lot of fun. I want to talk a little bit about what you've expanded the business into because now you have a whole wellness department too. What made you, well, first, I'd love to hear what that is and what made you go into that aspect of the business? Mm. Okay. So this is a great story. I'm glad you asked. So first of all, the wellness definitely was something I was close to because of everything I'd been through with Jason, like all of the different Mm -hmm. types of wellness journeys that he's been on, um, just all of them. And then especially after we got COVID, we got, we were really sick and coming out of COVID. I knew there are certain things that I wanted to offer people because we do hair loss and I offer exosomes, which are the latest in regenerative medicine to help your hair grow. Mm. Um, so I knew that that was something that I would be really interested in and, um, and then bioidentical hormones as well. But I just be, I want to go back and tell you how we really got into it is we found this beautiful colonial style home that was for sale And I still had two more years on the lease of where I am now. And so it was the opportunity to move the aesthetics side um, to this big place. And then I could create a wellness center out of this, the other location, the existing location. And I had um, all of the um, positive like reinforcement to do this because Two years ago, I will throw her name out because she is amazing, but her wait list is long. Um, Diane Garvin, who is an astrologer in South Africa, she told me, she said, you're a healer. I said, yeah, I'm a nurse. I have an aesthetics practice. She says, no, this is different. 
you're going to have an alternative healing practice and you're going to heal people's bodies through diet and nutrition. Mm. And at the time I was like, what is she talking about? I do Botox. What is she talking about? (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yes. And then when this, when all of this was coming about, I just thought, oh, this is, this is written in my stars. Like this has got God all over it. So I'm, I'm in, like, I know that this is going to be successful because I kind of had that in my mind. Mm -hmm. And then, and then also Ozempic was coming out, which is like the most incredible wellness drug of a lifetime to help people regulate their sugar and decrease risk of Alzheimer's and strokes. And, you know, the weight just comes along for the ride, but what it, is it, called? it was perfect time. Okay. So, um, we have a program called the optimal health program. And if you look online or on TV and everything, the big buzz is around Ozempic and Ozempic's active ingredient is semaglutide. And so we started compounding that drug and helping people with weight loss. And I really got into weight loss because Ryan Frisinger, who was working with Jason, he owns Cosmic Animal. He taught me that the disease sits in the fat Mm -hmm. and we can't get to the bottom, into the cellular level until we get rid of the inflammation. Mm. And so then I was like, okay, I get it. Now I understand the why behind wanting to lose inflammation, not drink every day of the week, watch the gluten, watch the, you know, whatever's causing that in our bodies. And so what semaglutide does is really works on, um, it slows down your gastric emptying so that you feel full and so you're not hungry. Um, it also lower it has a slow release of insulin and it lowers your your sugar level. And the root of of all disease is is spiking in your sugar, right? Mm-hmm. So it just helps you maintain um, equal levels, and then that decreases your risk of a lot of disease. So we offer that program at um, Saving Face Body and Mind is what we call the wellness. Um, mm. Mm, I love that. And can you speak a little bit about what bioidentical hormones are and what they'd help with? Oh my God. Yes. I'm so grateful. And I'm so happy to offer this for women. Unfortunately, there's having to, we're having to do a lot of unlearning around the, the women's initiative that came out many years ago. That was a really, really poor um, clinical trial done with um, synthetic hormones. Um, and people were, they were using, you know, really older women that already had high risk of stroke. Anyway, we do not use those hormones, but bioidentical hormones come from a plant and they are the most like our own natural hormones. And we are, um, allow, we are offering them to men and women, but mostly it's to help regulate your testosterone, your progesterone and your estrogen because this has such a huge impact on us aging, like Mm -hmm. us going through menopause and what all we do, like as soon as we drop our estrogen, there goes our elastin in our skin, there goes our sex drive, there goes all of these things, progesterone, we can't sleep, testosterone, no energy, brain fog, Mm -hmm. no sex drive. So there are so many things that this can help for us who are entering into perimenopause and menopause age. Mm -hmm. I'm just a huge fan. Does insurance cover any of that? Yes, sometimes. So not at my practice. We we do not do insurance, but yes, you can find practices that will cover um, the pellets and mm-hmm. I think the creams and maybe even um, the shots. So yes, you can find, ask your OB-GYN or whoever if they do take insurance, but we are um, cash business. 
Yeah. What's the difference between, I mean, other than their like source from plants, bioidentical, and then, you know, if your gyno just says, I'll prescribe you some progesterone, what are you actually getting if you're not getting bioidentical? Well, hopefully no one's giving you like synthetic estrogen or progesterone anymore. Hopefully everything is coming from a bioidentical um, source, which is a, a plant. Um, it's actually from yams, but so it's just, Can you just something eat yams? that's more natural <laughs> versus like, <laughs> maybe there's probably some supplements, I'm sure. Otherwise, I think the women's initiative was taking from a horse. I'm not, don't quote me on this. I'm not quite sure, but I'm sure it was some part of a horse or something like this. And yeah. so of course, everyone was going to have these crazy high levels and there was going to be side effects. So with this, and especially the way that we do it and what, what most practices should be doing um, is we really monitor you the whole time that you're on this program. So we do lab analysis before to determine what kind of dosage you need. And then once we, you have the pellets, we also test you six weeks later to make sure that it's working, that you haven't, you know, that we're on the right path. And then we will continue to do your lab analysis every year that you're on it to just keep you super safe. Yeah. I, I love that. And and I do want to tell you what happened with the long haul. I, I think this is very important. So when I had long haul COVID, it put me into perimenopause. So I didn't have a cycle for many months and I was, and I went and had my lab work drawn and, and it was like, wow, this looks like you're in perimenopause, but I think it's from the inflammation of the virus that's still kind of hanging on. So I had done all of this work around, you know, the inflammation and whatnot. And then just recently, um, and, and I had symptoms like probably a year or more, right? All of the hair, mm -hmm. the smell, everything. And then the fatigue and the brain fog. And then I went and got my labs done with Katie and Katie said, Brooke, everything looked good, but your testosterone is like, you know, 0.1, like just hardly nothing. And I was like, okay, well, I just want to do like a micro dose. Right. So I did a little bit, I, I think you know, half of what I was, was recommended. And immediately once my testosterone came back, I could almost feel like pre COVID Brooke. Mm. And that's huge because there was a line, I could draw you a line in the sand that could tell you there was a brook before this virus and a brook after. And having my hormones regulated, just getting that little bit of testosterone, I felt like me again before getting sick. So I, I'm a huge fan. Yeah, it, it's one thing that I say, like, um, you know, when people come in and they're just like, oh, I'm so depressed. I don't feel like myself. And sometimes I'll just get an intuitive hit and just say, you know, you got to get your hormones checked, your hormones, yeah. your thyroid. It's like, because you can try all the things. And I'm all for, like, I love Dr. Joe Dispenza. I'm all for mm -hmm. healing the body with our mind and emotions and everything like that. And, and I don't know, I'm just not so black and white on everything. I always think there's a little gray and sometimes yeah. you might need some supplementation of some kind or some help of some kind so that you can feel like yourself. And then you can do all those meditations and on all the things, but when the hormones are out of balance, it's crazy. It's just crazy. Yeah. It really yeah. is. It really is. It's a, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Yeah. Well, let's shift back to the, the looking like yourself again. Um, mm. you know, a lot of, cosmetic things are very expensive. What can people do that, you know, isn't thousands of dollars? And what do you think are the most important things we can do for our face to help us, you know, look like ourselves for as long as we possibly can? Well, we always look like ourselves, but you know, 
look like the the age we feel, yeah. not necessarily the age we are. <laughs> right, right. Um, I think the be- you know just some of the basic stuff is would be you know vitamin C and sunscreen that is going to help keep the cover of your book looking great because environmental damage to your skin, even if I Botoxed you and gave you the most perfect contoured cheeks, if you have a lot of sun damage, that's all people are going to see, right? That's going to be very distracting. So I say, make sure you wear your vitamin C with a little sunscreen because vitamin C is what's going to make the sunscreen work. Okay. Um, so make sure those are my biggest things. And then at night, the best thing for skincare, I, I believe is a retinol. And that's just going to help your cells turn over a little bit and then keep you glowing. Um, and, and then moisture, if you, just with moisturized skin, you can decrease your wrinkles and fine lines by like 15 or 20%. So, you know, hydrate, stay out of the sun. Wear your, I don't say stay out of the sun because we need vitamin D, but wear your sunscreen. Um, and yeah, just take good care of yourself. You know, all the environmental stuff, not drinking too much, not smoking, because all of that does play a role. So you can do a lot of things preventive wise that can help. And then, you know, also I just saw the other day that, you know, both Botox every, you know, three months is cheaper than getting your nails done every two weeks. So a little bit of, you know, baby Botox wouldn't, wouldn't hurt. Mm -hmm. And I just too, around the judgment of it, it's also, you're still you, even if you do these things, I think a long time, like my judgment was really because I had heard so much around you know, frozen face or, Ooh, that, you know, Botox was bad and Botox this, but once I realized like, Oh, I'm going to make an empowered decision on, you know, what serves me today. And I think I'm still me, even if I do a little bit of Botox or have a boob job or whatever it is that I feel is okay for me, I, I don't have to have that judgment anymore. So there is, it doesn't have to be black and white. There is a, a gray area in which you can still take care of yourself and feel good without going overboard and trying to like, you know, fill that void that you talked about. That's, you know, something deeper. And, yeah. You know. Yeah. What about all the, you know, cause I saw something recently about Botox, um, damaging your liver and stuff like that. Has there been, what are the cautions we should be aware of with injecting oh, things? Okay. Well, you just have to go to a skill provider because I think there's going to be a lot, a lot of pop-up little, you know, quickie Botox places coming out. Um, so I think just making sure you go to someone who knows what they're doing is important. Um, and I think that Botox being toxic for your liver is absolutely, you would not have to worry about any systemic effect by getting a Botox for aesthetics because they use hundreds and hundreds of units of Botox for medical um, diseases that we only use average of like 60, you know, maybe every three or four months. So there is really no systemic effect that you're going to get from Botox. There's also um, Zemans out there. It has less accessory protein. So if you're looking for something like a little more natural, you can use a product that has, you know, a little less chemical in it, let's say. Mm-hmm. It's a preservative, actually. Um, so there are options. I, I just do not think that you have to worry about getting any sort of systemic effect from Mm -hmm. using a little bit of Botox in in the aesthetic world. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think fillers, they're really natural too. You know, it's hyaluronic acid. We already have hyaluronic acid in our skin. So this is just compounded into a gel form and we're really just replacing the volume that you've lost because, you know, I work, I, I work with shadows and light reflexes and I just, 
look and see where the shadow is distracting and turn it into a light, you know? So it's just, what a great metaphor. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So if people are like, you know what, I just want to gift myself with a little, just feeling a little more like myself. If they're researching injectors, what should they be asking injectors so that you're going to somebody good? So I would just ask them what their training is and how long they've been doing it. And another thing is to see their before and afters. Like, can I see your portfolio of work? Do you have an Instagram? Mm. Um, Because you want to make sure that you're you're seeing, because their natural might not be the same as your natural, right? Right. So when they say, oh, I do natural lips, you want to say, can I see someone that you've done or what you think is beautiful, right? So I think just making sure they've had the training, they have the credentials, um, that they are a nurse, um, you know, and that they, they know what they're doing. And I think seeing work is very important. Oh, and that they are a nurse because a lot of injectors aren't, correct? Because you can... In the state of Texas, it's a really gray area on mm. um, the licensing that you have to have to inject. Now, that's very rare. And everywhere else, usually it's an RN or above. Um, there are certain states like Florida and, and Mississippi that just with me and RN, I can't, you can't inject unless you're a nurse practitioner. So unless you have your master's. So it's very different. It varies from state to state. Um, in Texas, there's not a whole lot of, um, there's a, well, there is a lot of gray area. The regulation isn't really there. Um, and I'm not saying that there's not estheticians who haven't been doing this for 20 years who do better than doctors, right? And nurses. So just because but you want to know someone who knows the anatomy, who's been to a cadaver class, who mm-hmm. has had extensive training. Like all of those things are important um, so that you keep yourself safe. Yep. Yep. Oh, okay. Final, a final question for you. Going back to you, b- the building a business for someone who, um, you know, is like, oh man, I have this little side hustle or this dream or this little thing that I want to start. What would be your, your best tip other than just start? What would be your best tip? What would you go back and tell yourself no. in 2012? I think the best tip would be to do it, like believe in yourself mm-hmm. and, and do it because, you know, you don't know if you don't know, right? You can't have the experience if you don't have the experience. So get quiet, tap into God. Like there's nothing worse than running enthusiastically in the wrong direction. So make sure you're running in the right direction, that this is path for you. And then, you know, go for it and surround yourself with a good team of people and, um, and just stay focused. You know, that's that's my tip. Yeah. And I love what you said earlier. You don't have to throw a lot of money at it. Like actually just start, start quote unquote small and yeah, slow build. Yeah. Trust your, trust your, and you know, look at you, you've got a multi-million dollar business in 10 years. I mean, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. (laughs) good. I know it's crazy. It's, 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 it's a blessing. I mean, I'm just so, I'm so grateful and I have such amazing, amazing women around me and one man. Um, (laughs) it's been, uh, it's been a dream. It really mm-hmm. has. So I tell you, tell everyone, just go for it, right? I love do it. it. I love it. Well, where can people find you if they want to um, learn more about you, if they are maybe in the Austin area and want to check out Saving Faith Body and Mind or Saving Faith Aesthetics? What, where can they find you? 
Yeah, you can find us online. Um, it's really easy. I think we come up, we're Saving Face Austin. And then also Instagram, Saving Face Austin is our handle. Um, and then both of the locations will come up. We just launched our new website. So go check it out. Awesome. Thank you, Brooke. Thank you so much, Christine. It was so great chatting with you. Me too.